Good morning. Back in 2003, the county adopted a heritage preservation plan and created a heritage commission. One of that commission's jobs is to come up with a stewardship program for the many historic properties that the county owns. So far, the county has only created one stewardship program, but this year the county could kick that into high gear. For Wednesday, May 16th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. The Loudoun Spring Farm Tour is back this May 19th and 20th. Take this free self-guided tour throughout Loudoun and see 26 farms and 7 other venues with 7 new stops this year. There are 6 itineraries to choose from based on your interests like food, fun for little ones, CSA information, and more. Visit loudounfarms.org slash farm tour to see the interactive map and download a brochure. It's May 19th and 20th from 10am to 4pm, rain or shine, and remember to share your photos with hashtag Loudoun Farm. Tour. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The Board of Supervisors Finance Committee has recommended a program to assess and preserve the many historic buildings that the county owns. The work has roots in a decision back in 2003 to adopt a heritage preservation plan and form a heritage commission. As I mentioned before the music, part of their job is to come up with a stewardship program for those historic buildings. So far, the county only has one stewardship plan at the Settle Dean Cabin. That cabin was inhabited by Thomas Settle, his slave, Charles W. Dean, and their families in the village of Conklin. Settle left the 142-acre property to Dean and his descendants in 1886. Fast forward to the 1990s when the construction company Toll Brothers acquired the property and found the structure to be in poor condition. Loudoners in the area urged the county to save the building and the county reached an agreement with the developer to dismantle the log house and relocate it a few hundred feet onto the west side of Loudoun County Parkway. The county and the Friends of the Arcola Slave Quarters held a dedication ceremony for the property in 2011. And that's one property, but of the 25 other historic county-owned properties the Heritage Commission reviewed, 11 have not been fully evaluated, and 9 don't even have any plans to be looked at. From those, the Commission picked out 5 top priority projects. I'll run through them because they're pretty cool. The Aldi Tavern, lately the site of the county's controversial plans to build a new Aldi fire station. The Broad Run Toll House, an intact remnant of the early turnpike system between Alexandria and Leesburg. The Elizabeth's Mill Locks at Elizabeth Mills Riverfront Park, once part of the Goose Creek Canal and Little River Navigation Company. The Arcola Slave Quarters, a Virginia historic landmark and entry on the National Register of Historic Places that serves as a largely intact example of housing for the enslaved during the plantation era. And the Arcola School, an elementary school built in 1939 and another Virginia historic landmark and entry on the National Register of Historic Places. Two of those face some controversy. The county has faced strong opposition to its plans to build a fire station at Aldi Tavern, and they're still looking at their options on that property. And county supervisors have in the past been divided over the historic value, if any, of the Arcola School. But all that aside, according to Director of General Services Ernest Brown, the first step is to assess those properties to find out what they need. Without that, he said, you don't know how much money you might need to spend on them. 
The county staff reckon they can knock out two of these assessments a year at about $40,000 a pop. The Board of Supervisors Finance Committee recommended the county start by spending $80,000 this year to evaluate the Broad Run Toll House and the Aldi Tavern. From there, the county can develop a stewardship plan for each property. Heritage Commission member Lori Kimball said those plans cover everything from regular maintenance to historical interpretation to accessibility to archaeology. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, after months of work, the latest round of zoning changes in Leesburg to allow food trucks in downtown Leesburg has cleared the Planning Commission. And although they're through the Planning Commission, they are still controversial. This proposal would allow food trucks on private property outside the core blocks of the historic district. There is still disagreement over whether they should be allowed at all downtown and whether this proposal would protect the historic district. This proposal would allow food trucks on private property in the downtown business district outside an exclusion zone. That area would be set out uh, bounded by North Street, Harrison Street, Royal Street, and Liberty Street, and also includes Market Station. In practical terms, that would allow food trucks at Loudon Brewing Company and Black Walnut Brewing, two businesses that had been regularly hosting food trucks until the town began enforcing the code. The town attorney's office has warned this exclusion zone may not meet a legal test, which requires the town to treat similarly situated properties in similar ways. The lawyers were particularly concerned that the district is being created with the express purpose of protecting brick-and-mortar restaurants from being adversely impacted by mobile food units. The commission also recommended other zoning changes that would allow downtown restaurants to set up tents and shade structures, again with a split vote. Both of these now go to the town council for public hearings and a vote. The Loudoun County School Board has been recognized by the state Senate for their work to improve how they identify and educate students with dyslexia. Senator Dick Black came to a board meeting this month to present a joint Senate resolution to the school board. He said this is the first time in his two decades in the state Senate that he felt moved to ask the General Assembly for a resolution honoring the school board. Black presented the resolution alongside Lorraine Hightower, a parent of a child with dyslexia and a former chairwoman of the school system's Special Education Advisory Committee. The resolution commends Loudoun school leaders for changing the school system's practices to hire reading specialists trained specifically to help dyslexic students and for establishing a training system that will help all faculty and administrators better serve students with dyslexia. The developers of Waterside, a massive mixed-use community planned along Route 28, have withdrawn their request for 305 apartments on top of the 2,595 residential units that had been previously approved. The developers were seeking to rezone 2.2 acres the owner required in a land swap with their neighbors, which is a planned research development park called Dulles East. The application faced opposition from county supervisors and county staff for asking for hundreds more homes, even though construction won't begin on the development until after Metro arrives and the quarry there closes. Pulling the residential units won them a speedy approval for that rezoning. The plan for the site has the Chantilly Crushed Stone Quarry filled with water after its last contract, which is the last leg of Silverline construction, is over. The 335-acre property would then start converting to a waterfront mixed-use development with 2,200 multifamily residential units, 395 age-restricted units, and 3.8 million square feet of non-residential space along with an automotive service station, a fire and rescue station, and two schools. Those numbers are a little mind-numbing, but for context, that would make it one of the biggest planned developments in Loudoun. It is permitted to have more than double the number of homes approved at one Loudoun.
And Patricia McGee Daly is retiring as president and CEO of the George C. Marshall International Center at the end of this year, the board of directors announced this week. She joined the organization in 2011 as its executive director and was promoted to president and CEO the next year. Since she came on, visitors to the Marshall House have increased from less than 1,800 in 2011 to 3,400 last year. In that time, Daly and her staff, mostly volunteers, have restored the garden and grounds to look like they did when General Marshall and his wife lived there, expanded the international student exchange programs from one to six, and launched a STEM program. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. Today's Morning Minute is also brought to you by the 13th Annual Dulles Greenway Drive for Charity. The 13th Annual Dulles Greenway Drive for Charity is tomorrow, Thursday, May 17th. Drive the Greenway for a faster commute and a great cause. 100% of the day's tolls will be donated to six Loudoun charities and funds for the Greenway Scholarship. Again, it's all day Thursday, May 17th. For info, visit dullesgreenway.com drive dash for dash charity. That's dullesgreenway.com slash drive for charity. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, tonight is Yappy Hour at Spanky's Shenanigans in Leesburg. Bring your dog out for a great night with friends and help a great cause. 10% of all deck food sales go to a local animal charity, and there are drink specials from 4 to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell your dog, because that's really your best friend anyway, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.